And that's how everything in the kingdom is. It's just opposite. Like mm-hmm. if you want to be first, you go last. If you want, <laughs> if you want to be great, you serve. Like yeah. he didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Hello and welcome to the Meet Me and Isaiah podcast. This is Marnie Clark, your host, and today we meet Mary Lauren Burdishaw. Mary Lauren is only 23 years old, but has already found that life of adventure that so many of us crave. And as we will see in our conversation, that that life of adventure comes from a complete surrender and obedience to God's will. You can just hear how desperately she seeks after God and her voice. And although there are so many things to love about Mary Lauren, she has so many things that even the world calls amazing. She is beautiful. She is smart. She's fun. But the most amazing thing about Mary Lauren is the way she seeks after God. And in today's conversation, she brings us to Isaiah 53 in Philippians 2, where we see Christ as the suffering servant. She helps us see the contrast between that and what we crave naturally, which is selfish ambition. So I hope that you leave this conversation the way I did, and that is thirsty. Jesus says that we are the salt of the earth, and I can tell you that listening to Mary Lauren will make you thirsty for more of him. Well, here we are. I'm so excited. The technology is now working. (laughs) Had a a few technical difficulties, but I'm so excited to be here with you. Mm. Miss Mary Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) She's making fun of me because I call her Miss Marnie. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Mary Lauren is just absolutely precious. I was so excited to get to meet her a couple of weeks ago and then just really surprised when I was driving down the road and heard her voice, which you have such a cool, distinctive voice. And I was like, wait, I know that voice that she was talking on Carrie Kim Packus's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's her. So I texted your friend and I was like, is this, is this who this is? Is this the girl I met? This is awesome. <laughs> well, it made me laugh when you said, cause Miss Marnie came to, to the senior girls meeting. Well, it was all of high school when you came. Yeah. And we were at all big time so ministries. Yeah. At big time ministries, uh-huh. yes. And she just shared the most empowering, relatable, scripture filled message. I mean, every girl left going, Can we get that lady to come back? Like that was amazing. Oh. I mean, it spoke to every person in the room. So it was so special getting to meet her. And then when you texted me, I was beaming. I was oh. like, I think I was on the phone with Bailey and I was like, Miss Marty, or maybe I wasn't on the phone with her, but I I guess next time I saw her, I was like, Miss Marty texted me and I'm so excited we're going to get to meet again. Um, well, I left it because we were talking about, and I don't know how it got started, but we started talking about God winks, yeah. like just seeing God and yeah. hearing his voice and everyday life through scripture. And, and so I was like, that was a huge God wink to be to, and I had never, I'd never heard, it's a wonderful podcast, but mm. I had never heard the podcast before mm-hmm. girl mom. Girl mom. Girl mom. That's it. And it's a very famous podcast. I mean, people, every, probably everyone's heard it but me, but it was my first <laughs> time listening to it. And I was Not like, I was sitting there going, <laughs> you know, that, that her guest, um, 
Carrie came back and says, guest that she has is saying something very similar <laughs> to what Mary Lauren said the other night. And it really spoke to me. And, mm-hmm. and so then I'm hearing it and I'm like, wait a minute, it is Mary Lauren. <laughs> so I'm so like, funny. first I'm like, so Lord, are you just trying to drive home this point about yeah. um, stepping out in faith? Yeah. Or are you telling me that I need to reconnect with Mary Lauren, Mary Lauren or both. Both. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was both. So when you agreed to be on the podcast, I was so excited. Mm -hmm. So basically, I just asked Mary Lauren to to talk about a, a passage of scripture and and, and when she sent me the passages, I was like, okay, cool. I, you know, Isaiah is just full of scripture. It, the whole Bible, I feel like you can start with Isaiah, which I love. Meet me in Isaiah. And you can go in just any direction because mm-hmm. there's so much prophecy, right. so much encouragement. Um, you can talk about just about any topic in the book of Isaiah. And so then I started looking at the verses and I was like, oh, well, she she purposefully <laughs> picked a passage that has to do with our key chapter Isaiah 53 and I was like Mary Lauren that's so cool that you did that she was like I didn't do that I didn't know (laughs) I had no idea I was like well it's referenced all over so I I wish I could say I was that intentional and smart (laughs) knowing that it lined up that perfectly but no that was just what was on my heart and it's so affirming of the Lord just to connect it perfectly with Isaiah 53 yes Philippians 2 Philippians 2 Mm -hmm. yep especially verse 5 starting at verse five, but I don't know. I feel like it just sums up so many things, so many questions, so many burdens, so many desires that we all have in the Christian life of like going off the gate in verse five in your relationships with one another. So mm-hmm. every relationship, husband, wife, parent, child, friend, to friend, whatever, mm-hmm. have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, mm. <sighs> That last verse, I mean, that might be my favorite verse in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Wow. Wow. And, you know, this, so Isaiah 53 talks about the suffering servant. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is um, talking about Jesus as the servant. And they Mm -hmm. weren't looking for a suffering servant when, when they, when they saw Jesus, it was kind of like, what? Yeah. This is not what we were expecting. Yeah. It was so counter, you know, like. And that's how everything in the kingdom is. It's just opposite. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be first, you go last. If you want, <laughs> if you want to be great, you serve. Like, yeah. he didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. But I just love that. I think a lot of us, uh, me, me, there have been a lot of times in my life where I feel like <laughs> me, <laughs> I'm like, I'm the first person just to like, just struggle with, you know, maybe just feeling we have rights and like, we're entitled to something Mm -hmm. like as a believer in Jesus, as a follower of him, there's a certain, like I have rights or like privileges that come with that in a way. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's such a fleshly worldly man-made principle. Like, you know, just to have that kind of entitlement and pride that come with believing the Lord. And it just, if there's any lingering bits of that, this just totally trumps any (laughs) validity and having that kind of mindset. Cause this is saying, 
having the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God, like he was mm. God. If mm-hmm. anyone had the right to be prideful or entitled or to think they has they have privileges, I think we subconsciously have pride, but like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we consciously assume that we have rights and we're entitled to whatever. It could be subconscious or conscious, but it just, this rids any validity in that mindset because Jesus had every right, <laughs> but yeah. he didn't consider that equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, but rather he made himself nothing. Like, mm-hmm. so how much more do I, who is so far from anywhere close, scratching the surface, equal to God? I mean, how much more do I need to make myself nothing, you know, hmm. by becoming obedient? I mean, we could stop right there and meditate on that for the rest of the day. I have been meditating on it. It's just, I'll be meditating on it for the rest of my life because it's like, (sighs) it's so opposite from everything the world tells you. I mean, it really is. It really is opposite Mm -hmm. from everything, even a lot in Christian circles or, yeah. yeah, I mean, just, I mean, you do you like, no, actually we're not our own. Like we've been bought at a price, you know, or like. Mm -hmm. or speak up for yourself, defend yourself. And it's like, okay, there is a time and place for that. But like Jesus, he made himself nothing. Like when people were hurling insults and assaults and humiliating him, you would think that the son of God who was perfect would speak up for himself, you know, and would Mm -hmm. defend himself. But there, there were more times than not, he just was silent, you know, and like it was more important to him to accomplish his father's will than Mm -hmm. it was to like respond in the moment to like, he talks to the people. I, I need to pull. So I've got this, uh, let's see, it's called the Complete Jewish Study Bible. And I love it because it gives so much background, but um, mm. but kind of easy to understand. Yeah. And what you just said, I feel like it, it really illustrated it in Isaiah 53. Let's see about because it, it's that miscommunication sometimes too. If you feel like people don't understand you, you know, and so maybe. Yes. I mean, not like, oh, they don't know who I am. Not that, because I certainly don't have any of that kind of status. But like, you feel like maybe people are, yeah. are mistreating you because you feel misunderstood. Yes, um, that's huge. Let's see. Let's see, 53 verse 7. Though mistreated, he was submissive. He did not open his mouth. Mm. Like a lamb led to be slaughtered, like a, a sheep silent before its shearers, he did not open his mouth. Yeah. After forcible arrest and sentencing, he was taken away and none of his generation protested his being cut off from the land of the living. I mean, I just reading that, I feel like there was a different verse that I read earlier, but it's like just what he went through. How in the world did he sit there and take it? I I mean, like without, without wanting to defend himself. Right. Yes. And it's like, I think about him, before he went to the cross and he was wrestling with it and he was like, father, like if it's possible, like, please Mm -hmm. take this cup of suffering from me. Like he was experiencing, you know, almost the weight of the world's sin, you know, was going to be put on his shoulders and, you know, he was fully God. Yes. Like in a way, like he knew that was coming Mm because he was fully God, but he's also fully man. And like in the heat and like pressure and like, intensity of that moment full of fear and probably anxiety and stress just like beyond belief he said yet not what I will but what you will like it was more important to him 
to accomplish his father's will Mm -hmm. than it was to just get like that immediate relief or like that immediate prayer request. But I just love that because it just shows that, you know, he, he gets it. Like we don't, Hebrews, Hebrews says that we don't have a high priest who's unable to empathize with, with our weaknesses, but rather we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Mm. So there's never a reason not to go to the Lord, you know, with a struggle, with an anxiety, with a burden, with a stress. Like, I think that's the miracle of Emmanuel, God with us. Like he yes. understands us, like he's with us. Um, but you brought up a word, submissive, that word yeah. you brought up. Yeah. I love that. And, it, you know, James talks about like the wisdom that comes from above. Mm-hmm. And another translation for the word submissive is willing to yield. Mm. And that's so otherworldly, you know, like, yeah, how rare is it just to be willing to yield? Like, you know, even when you're being mistreated, which again, there's a time and place to like to speak up for yourself and to defend the rights of, yes, please, please <laughs> use healthy boundaries. We're not telling you to be yes. in an abusive relationship or anything like that. This is just, yes, this is Jesus different. had boundaries. Yeah, he did. So he really did. Yes. But I just think that that's so rare because other people say like, you know, just as soon as this person isn't good for you, like mm-hmm, run mm-hmm, or as soon mm-hmm. as, you know, this is inconvenient for you or like they don't get you or like, mm-hmm. then it's not for you, which I cannot reiterate enough. There is a, t- <laughs> there's a healthy line. There's a time to run. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, this is, yes. but I know what you mean. Like for mm-hmm. just even in the everyday, I'm trying to think of an example. Like I, I see that tendency in myself when something becomes too much trouble or mm-hmm. someone, like you said, someone becomes difficult or d- the easy thing is to, to just rid ourselves of that right. versus stay and suffer. I mean, we don't know, nobody really brings on a willingness to suffer Yeah, <laughs> no without <one>. <laughs> being in Christ. Yes. He's the only one with that. And I think it's easy just to like, we've probably, we might not notice, you know, like, what we're talking about of like, you know, an authority over us that we want to just like run from. Like maybe Mm -hmm. we can't all identify with that, but we can all identify with like having feelings of like bitterness or envy or just like selfish ambition, you know, that might come from that situation or other situations. But James four says, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Mm. So I think it's like, you know, I can definitely identify with feelings of envy and selfish ambition. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's just crazy that like where you have those things, you have, the Bible says you have disorder in every evil practice, which is true, you know, but it really is. mm -hmm. That really is true. And I'm kind of, I'm so surprised, not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at this point that you brought those verses up because God highlighted those to me a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, Lord, do I have selfish, do I have selfish ambition? But then it's kind of like what you just said. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Like to go to him. Yeah. sympathizes with our weaknesses yes also from this from this morning to be saying that I'm like, I'm like looking at her like with the most sincere tears in her like she's the most gentle <laughs> humble not about her person like the whole time I've been here we've been talking about me because she's asking me questions about me like just no but like, I also may be a three doesn't... on the Enneagram I'm not sure like there is some there's well, some of that well no one's perfect, but if someone was, <laughs> it would be you. Thank you, Miss Mary Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's just, I mean, yes, because I think, it, and if you look at Satan, you know, that's 
Where oh, he, gosh, that's yeah. when, the second he made it about him. Yeah, is when everything collapsed in his world. You know, it was like he was leading worship yes. in the heaven, like he was a worship leader. And then the second he like had the thought, it wasn't any. I think we think about spiritual warfare as if it's like a Star Wars movie or something. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen Star Wars, but like. <laughs> Just a huge battle, like going back and forth from evil, good, evil, and good. But there was, I mean, Jesus brings up, he's like, I saw Satan fall like lightning. You know, like, like it wasn't a battle. It was like the second he made it about him, it was like a flash of lightning. He's done, you know? And, And it's like, but I think it's really interesting that that was what Satan's, like that's what his kingdom and his evil and darkness and just kingdom of principalities and spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms it started with him making it about him selfish ambition yeah so it's like no wonder that where there's envy and selfish ambition there you find disorder in every evil thing mm-hmm. every evil practice because it comes it's from, from satan literally but then straight mm. after that is when he says but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure mm. then peace loving considerate submissive that word we were talking about full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness so i think it's just it's never gonna hurt you to realize the wisdom that comes from above are all of those things and mm-hmm. so if you're tempted to like handle a situation with the other kind of wisdom that, <laughs> that comes out of selfish ambition or envy or bitterness then just i would just look at your heart because i mean i'm looking at mine that's for sure like mm. i've just um, we were talking before we got started really about this very thing. Cause we were talking about, what were we talking about? Worshiping in spirit <laughs> and in truth. Yes. And, um, and you, and you said something to that effect of when it becomes about the person with the spiritual gifts mm-hmm. delivering, whether it be a word to somebody, um, whatever, mm-hmm. that's when it gets messed up Yes, and it's, that's so true. Right. Because right. it's so beautiful. If it's pure and it's not about us, right. then it's so powerful. Yeah. But it's like that. And I see that temptation. It's everywhere. It's mm-hmm. all around us. It's the, you know, it, how many followers do I have? Do I have the, you know, and it's just always pulling, mm-hmm. pulling, pulling. But wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, it, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people who think they fear the Holy Spirit and like they're scared of the Holy Spirit and those gifts. But they're not because like, like they're just, I think, rubbed wrong by the people who minister the gifts in the wrong way, maybe. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. Mm-hmm. And that word truth is reality. Like no yeah. one denies, no one would say they don't want more of God. You know, I think everyone right. would say they want more of God. <laughs> but I think a lot of people, me included, would say they don't want more of people making it about them. You know, like we, and we yeah. talked about it, like when there's a perfect, pure heavenly holy word or gift or message from the lord but transcribed through a selfish sinful muddy filter like there's Mm -hmm. obviously going to be a disconnect there but also like god knew what he was doing when he put his treasure in jars of clay you know like yeah but i think that we need to discern discernment is huge and like testing the spirits like god said like test the spirits Mm -hmm. and so just but not like writing off the whole of the Holy Spirit and his giftings. Yeah, because that's what we were saying earlier. We, yeah. we wish we had pressed record because we had just the best conversation <laughs> before we pressed record. But, but just like you said, it's like you don't want to miss it. We were right. saying you don't want to miss. We don't, you don't want to just 
go through the motions um, because God really has so much for us right. that we have to be yes. submissive yes. and humble mm-hmm. and and ready to be wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like looking at Jesus, like, because you brought up how, you know, people are so after like followers and like influence mm-hmm. and attention. It's like Jesus was so the opposite of that. Like (laughs) he literally would get a crowd and then he would say the most like (laughs) out of pocket thing. He'd be like, unless anyone hates their father and mother, sister and brother, like they can't like, like, it's like, what, like, what is he saying? But he wasn't saying like, hate your father and mother, husband. He's just saying like, your love for me should be like compared to your love for me. Those things should be like, he would just raise the standard. He wasn't after numbers. He wasn't after the crowd. You know, he would just say the most controversial, you would think like, oh, he's getting a crowd. He's going to like say whatever to get more numbers. Uh And no, he would do the opposite. You know, he was like, (laughs) like he didn't, he wanted legitimate followers. He wasn't saying that to like make it seem like you had to be perfect to follow him at all. He was just trying to say that like, it's people that look at the outward appearance and the Lord's looking at the heart. Yeah. And so. Absolutely. So it's like, how do we, how do we do all this? It's in Christ. Right. We we can't we can't be humble apart from abiding in Him. Like yes. there's just no way. I mean, there are our nature, everything around us is screaming mm-hmm. for us to be, even telling us to be ambitious, to be selfishly ambitious. Right. Literally everything, and I think too that like going back to what we were saying of like our rights and like being misunderstood. I used to think that I had a right to be understood. Mm. Like if I'm doing something that you know, that I feel like is the Lord, every single person in my life is going to understand. Like, I thought that was like a right, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. a. um, and so when, when when anyone didn't understand or like questioned it or something, I would be like, so offended. Like, are you serious? (laughs) But then I look at Jesus and like, he was misunderstood, you know, like, and so the goal isn't to be understood. The goal is to be obedient. Mm. And that just like totally rewrites again, everything the world says, because Jesus, again, was who was equal with God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He didn't use it as something to be like, I'm perfect. Uh, you rebuking me. Um, you're dead to me. Or like, <laughs> you, you don't agree with me? Well, you're wrong. I'm God. You know, or you don't understand me? Okay, well, you could have no part in me. He was the opposite of that. Like, And so if he wasn't even understood and he was perfect, you know, and like... S- he was perfect. Like his words were perfect. His timing was perfect. His actions were perfect. Like yeah, he was sinless. And so how much more, I just, I keep going back to that. I'm like, if he was misunderstood, like how much more will I be misunderstood? You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh my goodness. And that's, I, I don't know why. And maybe it's a, a personality type thing, but I hate being misunderstood. I mean, that is like the worst. Yeah. I want everybody to know mm-hmm. how pure my motives are. I'm yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's like, I'm so quick to want to just like defend myself. And like, when like God is our vindicator. Yeah. And in a way it's kind of, sometimes we'll never be understood. You know, like we won't be understood till we're in heaven. And like everything is brought into the light that was hidden. Mm-hmm. Everything disclosed will be revealed. But there are other times when God does want to like defend you mm-hmm. and he just wants us to give him space to do that, you know, like, yeah. so, you know, that's so contrary to like my nature. Cause when someone misunderstands me, I want to like pop off with like <laughs> my true intention and like what they don't see and like all these things. But I've gently heard the Lord like nudging me just to like let him vindicate me. 
Uh-huh. And there have been times when I've like seen him do that, you know, and I've just not even like spoken a word. Wow. It's just sweet. It's kind of God's grace when he allows us to be in situations where we, where we are misunderstood because it gives him room to be who he is for us, you know? Yeah. But we have to let him, you know, like it takes faith to be like, all right, Lord, <laughs> you're my vindicator. So do some vindicating. Like if you want to, you trust the Lord so much. Like I just see that. And, um, I'm like, so what, so how did you get for our listeners? She's 23 years old. How did you get this trust in the Lord? Like, I mean, I know that that might be a long conversation, a long journey, but is there something that you could say, like why you trust the Lord the way you do? First of all, that's really sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Smiling. Well, I think the first thing to say is that it has, it's not, it has not always been this way. <laughs> like, obviously, I mean, and I've, I've obviously everyone, I have such a long way to go as we all have ways to grow. So I want to grow in miles of building trust with the Lord. But I think something that really helped me, especially in the beginning, was like being real about the places I didn't trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, because like God loves to satisfy us. Like he mm-hmm. really does. And so I think acknowledging the places in our life that don't feel satisfied, mm-hmm. like instead of, because I think that's why people like give up or they like walk away because they're like, well, you know, if he's my provider and if he's my shepherd and if he's my prince of peace, my wonderful counselor, um, if he's my, if he satisfies my desires with good things, as the scriptures say, mm-hmm. why does this feel unsatisfied? Right. And you know, there's that tension, you know, of like, mm-hmm. this is who God is, but this is how my life is. So mm-hmm. for the two to be like, to me, you know, to make it in our lives as it is in heaven, I think it takes living in the light by like bringing things to the light, like acknowledging mm. places in our life that don't feel satisfied, that feel disappointed. Like, Lord, you're good and all you do is good, but like, I don't see your goodness in this situation. Mm-hmm. He loves those conversations. Like he loves them because he loves to satisfy us. And so I think I've just seen that over the years of like not shying away from the Lord, like actually making him my refuge and actually making him my safe place and my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You like build a history with him when you like have little moments where like you think God might be speaking to something. You're not sure, but like you think it's God. It aligns with his word. So you take a step in faith and you know, even, even if you're totally off, like I just, I've I've been totally off so many times, but like, I feel like God is so pleased with those little steps of faith, you know, like mm. go speak to that person, go pray, pray for that person. Like it's not always these like huge things. It could just be like, go say hey to that person sitting by themselves. It doesn't matter. But if you, if you feel like you're hearing the Lord say something, don't not do it out of fear, you know, do it out of faith of like, I could be totally off, but like, I feel like this is the Lord. Cause I think we stop ourselves so much when we yeah. feel like, what if I'm off? what if I misheard him? Which is very likely, but like <laughs> the Lord isn't putting this pressure on us to like hear him perfectly. Yeah. He just wants us to live in faith. What I hear, what I, I guess what I'm hearing you say is that you, you trust him because you know his character. Mm-hmm. I mean, ha- that he's mm-hmm. been faithful to you, mm-hmm. that he's, he's trustworthy and that you're not afraid to be honest with him. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a real relationship. I mean, what you just said, God's character, mm-hmm. cause that's the only thing that doesn't change ever. Mm-hmm. And my small group leader who I love, her name's Francie. She lost her mom this past year. Oh. Um, Anita Barnes was her mom. Oh, and, yeah. and she's leading our Bible study on the nature of God, like who mm. God is. 
and in the middle of all that. Yes. And she's like, I'm teaching all this because this is what I clung to, like in the mm-hmm. darkest, hardest season of my life. And it's what pulled me through, like knowing who God is because he never changes. It's really powerful that you just said that. Mm. So much truth to that. And I guess that's where Jesus, I mean, he knew, he knew, he knew God because he, he is God. I mean, he knew, yeah. he's one with God and right. he, he knew his father loved him. Mm-hmm. He knew. And, and he, he was, because he was God. We're obviously not God. He was also fully man and looking at his life of like his death, like there are scriptures saying he prayed through the night with blood and tears, like mm. fervent prayers of tears. I'm like, he was so desperate for God, mm. even though he was God. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, cause I hear, I used to hear that as like, but he was God, you know, like I'm not God, but he was also fully like me. So, yeah, I mean, like you said in Hebrews, it says he understands, mm-hmm. about, you know, and I, I think about the fact that he had to have someone carry his cross. Like he had that, he had those, or like the Philippians verses, he set aside certain things mm-hmm. and it's to experience what we experienced. Yes. I mean, with Christmas coming, it's yes. like, that to me is the most beautiful Precious. part of Christmas. Yes. Is like you said, Emmanuel, God with us. He mm-hmm. would do that. Mm-hmm. And he would do that. Right. I mean, and then it's like it felt like he lost, you know, when he mm-hmm. died. And it mm-hmm. felt like, all right, if that was the son of God, you know, he could have saved himself. Mm-hmm. But it was like, just wait, you know, like then obviously three days later he was resurrected. And it says now, you know, like... <laughs> Jesus, like he's sitting at the right hand of God, you know, God exalted him to the highest place and Mm -hmm. gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth and under the earth. And every single tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father, like he holds all authority, all weight. His name is above every name, you know, not just in heaven, but on earth and under the earth. And so, (laughs) I mean, he's, he, I guess he knew that was coming because he was God, but it also says like for the joy set before him, he endured that, you know, Mm -hmm. like what was his joy? Us like also knowing him, you know, Mm -hmm. like that joy. So I think, and in Romans eight talks about it too, how like the pain you experience in the moment doesn't compare to the glory that will be revealed in you. Mm. And I just love that our, our lives are just really more similar to his, like more, I just keep realizing that the older I get where it should be similar to his, (laughs) you know, just, Cause when you humble yourself like that, the way mm-hmm. he did, like he was exalted, you know, and mm-hmm. like, not that we humble ourselves to be exalted because sometimes I think when we humble ourselves, we realize nothing will ever compare to the surpassing worth of like being obedient to the Lord. Yeah. You know, and when you say that, I'm I'm glad you said that. Cause I was, I was going to say, obviously you've tasted the joy of knowing God's presence and knowing (laughs) submitting to him does bring joy Mm -hmm. and surpassable. I think you were just quoting verses in uh, Philippians. I love this verse. I'm I'm really loving this Jewish study Bible. I'm not Jewish, but I love, I love all of, I love the way it puts this. Here it is. And I let, they, they call Jesus Yeshua. Mm. But it says, um, but I consider everything a disadvantage 
in comparison with the supreme value of knowing the Messiah Yeshua as my Lord. It is Mm -hmm. because of him that I gave up everything and regarded all as garbage in order to gain the Messiah and be found in union with him, not having any righteous of my own based on legalism, but having the righteousness which comes through the Messiah's faithfulness, the righteousness from God based on trust. I want that. (laughs) (laughs) You just read that and I'm like, everything in me wants that, you know, for whatever regains to me to be considered loss, a -hmm. loss for the sake of Christ, for whose sake I've lost all things. Like, I want that. Wow. He desires to give it to all of us. And in looking at you, it seems like you have, you have a lot of that. So like you said, we all have room, all room to grow. And that's a prayer he answers. Yes. He always wants us to have more of him. Mm-hmm. So if you want, if you want your prayers answered, yeah, that's one that's, you can, that's money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he says, ask me for things according to my will and I'll hear you. I think that's pretty aligned with his will, you know? Yeah. Lord help whatever now seems like a gain to me feel like a loss compared to the surpassing worth that comes with knowing you. Cause it's a balance. Cause it's like, it really is a balance because being content with just him, you know, I hear mm-hmm. that. I've heard that my whole life. Jesus plus nothing equals, equals everything. Like mm-hmm. just all those truths that say that same thing that just him, like that is the call to be content with like Christ alone. And he is far more s- satisfying than anything. Like he is mm-hmm. enough. I'm f- a firm believer. Like he is a hundred percent enough. But it's also, I've learned to be okay. It's okay to also have desires, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, but like for a while, which some people are like, obviously no, but like for a while I was like, okay, Lord, if I'm fully content in you, should I even be desiring this thing that I'm asking for? Mm-hmm. And I think the the answer is yes, because, which some people are like, obviously, but to me, that was like a, a revelation. Cause it's like, like, it's like Paul, he's like, whether well-fed or hungry, in want or in need, mm-hmm. I've learned the secret to being content in whatever situation. I can do all this too, Christ, excuse me, strength. So like that is so crazy to me when you think about it, like whether well-fed or hungry, like being mm-hmm. hungry and content. Like I think yeah. about me when I'm hungry and I'm like I'm not, not content. I'm not content, no. No, I have a headache. Like I can't even, <laughs> especially when I get like hangry. I I'm can't like, think. Don't talk to me. I'm like, the last thing I am is content. And then like in want, or in need, like we can all identify with being in want for something. But like, how do those two things coexist? Like being in want, being hungry and content, um, the Holy Spirit, like there's no other answer. Like those two things can't coexist unless he's in you. Exactly. And so I've just learned, I'm learning the balance of that, of like, yes, nothing will ever compare to the surpassing worth that comes with knowing Christ, period. Mm -hmm. And nothing in your life that you desire should even be desired is it doesn't come from that ultimate desire, like to love the Lord, your God with all your mind, heart and soul and strength and to love people the same and to bring him glory. Cause like, that's the only thing that lasts, that will last forever. Like Hebrews talks about how like everything that can be shaken will be shaken mm-hmm. so that the things that can't be shaken will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the things that can't be shaken. So like I want my life on earth to be as full as possible. With the things that can't be shaken. Yeah. You know, like, and I think that is a, I've been tempted in that regard. I'm glad you brought that up um, because 
I think Satan also tempts us toward legalism sometimes, or I guess it's called aestheticism, like Mm -hmm. not wanting like, okay, well then I'm, then I don't want anything else. I don't want, you know, but it's like those, some of, he longs to give us good gifts. He, he longs to, if they don't hurt us, right? but he doesn't want to give us anything that's going to hurt us. Yes. Like it's his grace to not give you something you're asking for. Yeah. Because everything he gives you and doesn't give to you is for your benefit. Like, in the same way that in scriptures, like everything he asks us to do and doesn't ask us to do is for our benefit. Like, mm-hmm. like his heart, I think it goes back to what you were saying, his heart. When you know his heart, you know, it's the enemy that steals, kills, and destroys. Mm-hmm. He's the one that makes it weird. He's the one that steals yeah. joy. <laughs> He's the one that like warps and perverts like something precious from the Lord and makes mm-hmm. it and lies about it. Like mm-hmm. he's the father of lies. He promises everything, delivers nothing. Like, that is Satan. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if it's weird, like, like ugh, heavy, burdensome. Pressure. Pressure, yeah. striving, mm-hmm. that comes from hell. Yeah. Because Jesus says. His, You're not doing enough. You're not doing it right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm-hmm. First John says his commands are not burdensome. Like, mm-hmm. it's like that doesn't, not, um, there's a place for, there's a time and place for discipline, of course. Yeah. And like, you know, our flesh is obviously going to want things that aren't good for us. And it's not like it'll always be easy. Like he says, if you shared my sufferings, you'll also share with me in my glory. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that there will be like zero tension. There will be promise. I mean, he promises that in this world, you will have trouble, but take mm-hmm. heart. I've overcome the world. He promises that. What were we talking about? Oh, but he came so we might have life and have it to the full. Mm-hmm. John ten ten, it's the enemy that steals, kills, and destroys. The Lord came so that we might have life and have it to the full. So when you really know that's his heart, just believe like abundant life, mm-hmm. not just in part but in full. Like yeah. that's what you want for me, Lord. Like that's what he wants for us. Yes, that is exactly what he wants for every person listening in me. And I have to remind myself of that because it's like. That's what will pull you through. You know, when if he's asking you to do something or like not do something, that's uh-huh. huge. Oh, the not do something. Yes. Yeah. When something good is presented to you, mm-hmm. but it's not God's best. Mm-hmm. There's such a difference between something that's good and God's best. Mm-hmm. And I think we like, we, we can so be, we can be so quick to take something that's good and call it God's best, mm-hmm. whether it be a job or like a boyfriend or like whatever. Mm-hmm. when the Lord is like, I don't want to take that to deprive you of anything good. I want to give you life to the full. Like I want to give you abundance. Like, mm-hmm. like you think that's good. Like just trust just me. Wait. <laughs> just wait. It's like that image. Have you seen that picture? I feel like everyone Yes, I know what you're going to say. Say it. <laughs> With the teddy bear. <laughs> yes, the teddy bear. The teddy bear. <laughs> you say, you tell them. I love that picture. Oh, I'm sure everyone is listening has heard it too. Hold on the image, I think. I think it's a little... I think it's a little kid. I, I might have the wrong words, but the, the gist of it is like a little kid holding a teddy bear. Uh-huh. And yes, Jesus is like, give it to me. And the kid is like, but I want it, but I want it. And behind Jesus' back, he's holding this massive teddy bear. Uh-huh. And he's like, if you just give it to me, if you just give it to me, like he, he would yeah. give the little kid something far greater, exceedingly and abundantly beyond all he could have ever asked for. Imagine, you know, like, yeah. And it seems like a funny analogy, like a teddy bear, but that's how he is with our lives. You know, like, I feel like sometimes he's like, just give it to me. Just give it to me. He, like, <laughs> Just trust me. Just literally trust me. <laughs> and it's his grace to like, give us ears to hear that voice. And it, like, if you've ever felt that or heard that conviction, that's God's grace. Like he's speaking to you, you mm. know, like, um, and it's mm-hmm. also his grace to like, to, 
take quotes. I'm quoting this when I say take things away. Mm -hmm. So I feel like some people talk about God as like, he took this from like during COVID, especially Mm -hmm. during the Mm -hmm. pandemic. I just remember my friends being like, well, like he took my summer plan from me. Like he took this, this opportunity. I was going to study abroad. I mean, even if they weren't blatantly saying God took this from me, there was this like energy and attitude as if God was a taker Mm. when he's a giver, Mm -hmm. like everything he does is to give and to add something even when he's taking something away and even if he's just adding more of himself mm-hmm. it's not the prosperity gospel we're not talking about like <laughs> you seek the lord and everything's perfect it's just like god you can't deny his heart like yeah that's a give like he just who of you who of you who asked his father for a loaf of bread will give him a snake mm-hmm. if you though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more does the heavenly father want to give good gifts to those who ask he mm-hmm. says that Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I guess, you know, people listening and probably thinking so because we, we started this conversation off talking about suffering and submitting yes. and humbling ourselves and not having selfish, selfish ambition. I don't know why I'm having a trouble, I'm having trouble saying the word selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're probably thinking, why, like, why, like, why, why would why would this beautiful, young, smart Mary Lauren, why would, why would she lay down her life? You've tasted knowing God. So this, these verses in Philippians about like everything else is, is just like garbage. And it goes back to our conversation before we started, which is like, when you know that God is speaking to you, personally through his word through circumstances through mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing like it there's there really like isn't anything like it Mm-mm. there's nothing like it and your story is so cool <laughs> i'm thinking about your story right now like if just you hearing something so specific not everyone because we've talked about this if you want to mm-hmm. hear god speak read his word mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because he mm-hmm. spoke all of that and but then like you know and it's not that I don't think it's as much as he only gives it to a select few as much as it is people wanting, will, being willing to listen. You know, mm-hmm. like God doesn't have a speaking problem. Yeah. I have a listening problem. You know, <laughs> he's speaking all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And when you communicate with him, when you ask him questions, when you pray for something, yes. then you see his answers as his answers, not it just sort yes. of happened. It just sort of worked out. Right. Yeah. Everything. You know, some people are like, oh, everything always just works out. Well, there's a greater reality <laughs> making that happen <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. And I used to read scriptures like he is before all things. He created all things mm-hmm. and in him, all things hold together. Mm-hmm. And it's in him that we live and move and have our being. I think that was just like beautiful language, like rhetoric mm-hmm. talking about like the mysteries of God, but that's reality. You know, like it's in him that we live and move and have our being like he holds all things together. Like, like he's outside of time, but he works in it. It's, and we'll never fully get it. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. a two dimensional person looking at a ball you know yeah it'll always look like a circle you know Mm -hmm. but like but the fact that he invites us to like taste and see yeah more of who he is is just so crazy like why does he give us that privilege like he didn't have to do that but he did it and 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 the way you heard him so specifically that's what that was my whole point like you know I've never really said I have well I so if you want to read about I'll put the link in the 
show notes. I do have a blog that talks about me so hearing cool. him about this ministry. Um, I've never really talked about it on the podcast yet, but I'm like, just talk about it. I know, I know. My sister, my younger sister, is like, I need to interview you about how it got started. But it just yeah. it points to the Lord, like, yeah. It just and he brought to me to His Word with yeah. it, Isaiah 53. Yeah. So, oh, this has been so good. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being with us, Mary Lauren. Um, what is there anything? imparting you would like to say to our listeners we you know we probably have a lot of listeners my age but I'm hoping that we'll have some younger listeners um some high school students what would you say to a high school student who is really struggling with you know hearing from God with what do I do next with I feel like I'm missing out Mm -hmm. um is it all worth it Mm -hmm. do you have do you have some scripture or verse, something to share, encourage with that, that age group? A verse just popped in my head. I think it's Second Chronicles sixteen seven, But it, I know what it says. You can just look up what it says. But the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Mm. My uncle said that at Thanksgiving last year. Maybe it was two years ago. Yeah, it was definitely two years ago. And I've never forgotten that verse. And I feel like I don't, maybe it's because Thanksgiving's coming back around the corner. It just pop back <laughs> into my head. But no, but I just, there's, if you really think about that, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I would just encourage every person who is committed to the Lord just to keep, keep, keep staying committed to him because mm. he's looking for people to strengthen. He's looking for people to answer, to use, um, to speak to. Yes. He's like longing, like just like, and he's such a gentleman, you know, like Mm -hmm. he's not going to force himself on anyone. You know, he normally wouldn't bust down a door that you weren't at least willing to like crack open a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and so I would just say like, be willing to crack open different doors in your life. Mm -hmm. And he's so patient, you know, he's so He's not slow as some understand slowness. Like he's mm-hmm. patient, like not wanting anyone to perish. And I would just remind you that like God's heart, like he sees you, like he's the God who sees. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for the Lord's will, he won't let you miss it. You know, like he won't let you miss it. And you pointed to it when you said, you, you said it when you said, <laughs> said, said, when you're, when you said, <laughs> okay, one more time. When you said, when you're praying about something, you're asking the Lord for something, you'll start seeing his answers. That is the truest yeah. thing. You'll see what you spend the most time looking for. Oh, that's so true. if you're looking for the Lord, I really do think you'll start to see him everywhere mm. because it's in him that we live and move and have our being. Like he, mm-hmm. he created all things. He's before all things and in him, all things hold together. And so he's everywhere, but it's like crazy what happens when you start looking for him. You'll actually start noticing that. And he wants, I'm glad I think you said he wants to talk to us. Yes. I think some people go, oh, well, that's just a select few. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, he really put on, on Mary Lauren's heart something specific. Isn't that cool that he, he doesn't love you more or me more mm-hmm. than other people. Um, oh he makes us feel like he does. You know, when you have a personal relationship with God, he yeah. makes you feel like you're his favorite mm-hmm. because he's just amazing. Mm-hmm. But he wants to talk to everybody. Yes. And will. Yes. I like that. Yeah, but I he's mean, looking for people who are fully committed. Are him. fully committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that verse in a long time. 
know, I need to read it again. I want to read the verses around it too. Because I'm just like, oh my gosh, the eyes of the Lord are searching the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Like all he's asking me to do is be all in, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, he'll strength, he'll give me the grace. He'll strengthen me. He'll give me the words. Mm-hmm. He'll give, he'll give me the vision. He'll give me the, like the vision for my life. He'll give me the means to do it. He'll provide. Mm-hmm. I think that's when we start seeing God who he, as who he is. Sometimes when we take that step of faith of like mm-hmm. being committed to him, you know? So these things that we've heard our whole life that sound true, but they don't feel true sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times it's because God is so relational and he's so gracious that he wants to like us to partake in that too. You know, like he could do whatever he wants. I mean, seriously, he's like, like seriously, (laughs) he doesn't need us at all. But the fact that that's his heart, like for us to like partner together. Yes. It's such a gift. We get to be a part. Yes. We get to participate. It's not a hide and go seek game. You know, it's not like a cat and mouse. Like Mm -hmm. the, it talks about that and. This is the last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> I I could, we say. could talk forever. I know. We I love can. it. But Psalm 34, 10 says, those who seek the Lord like no good thing. Mm. And that's my favorite Bible verse. I have a few, but that's one of my favorite Bible verses. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting because a different translation, that's NIV, but the message translation says, seekers of God get more God. Oh, and that just shows. That sums it up. Yeah. If that, if those mm-hmm. who seek the Lord like no good thing and seekers of God get more God, that mm-hmm. is just saying that God is every good thing. Wow. Like he is the yeah. best part of everything. And goodness, I mean, James 117 says every good and perfect gift comes from above. But just knowing that all goodness comes from God, he created it. The author of all life knows best how to experience it. And so mm. remember that. That's so good. Will you say that again? The message translation. Seekers of God get more God. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Lauren. Will you come back, please? Yes, please. Please. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you were encouraged by our conversation with Mary Lauren. And if you were, please share it with a friend. You can also visit us online at meetmeandisaiah.com.